Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Are you having a hard time losing weight no matter what diet you try? Research shows there are actually chemicals in our food called obesogens that could be the cause of the growing obesity epidemic. Exposure to these chemicals has been shown to interfere with the way the body metabolizes fat, which can lead to obesity even if you eat a healthful diet and exercise regularly. It's not food that's to blame. It's the hidden chemicals inside our food, the containers that it's stored in, and even the cookware used to prepare it. Today, I'm going to talk about these hidden chemicals that may be sabotaging your weight and what you can do about it. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. So many people blame genetics for their weight issues. The truth is you can't blame your genes and why you can't fit into your genes. In the early 1900s, only 3% were considered to be overweight. Today, it's a staggering 70%. The food hasn't changed since then. Think about it. Our grandparents, great-grandparents, they ate the same food we do today, including pizza, pasta, potato chips, hamburgers, ice cream, and sugary foods. What has changed during this time are the hidden chemicals surrounding our food today. Not only that, inside of our food as well, these chemicals that are called obesogens, also known as endocrine disruptors. That means they mimic the action of natural hormones, which messes up our normal hormonal metabolic responses. This results in weight gain and obesity-related health problems. So one example on how obesogens cause weight gain is they interfere with the release of leptin, an appetite hormone that tells the brain when you're full. When that's not telling your brain you're full, guess what you do? You eat more food. In addition, obesogens increase the number of fat cells. That's right. Research shows these chemicals create new fat cells. Now, who needs that? We've got enough fat cells to begin with. I don't want any more. These obesogens create that. They also contribute to insulin resistance. This means that the body can't use the hormone insulin properly, so what it does is it travels around the bloodstream, causing sugar metabolizing receptors to shut down. So when you consume carbohydrates, what happens? They can't be broken down, and they get stored as fat. In addition, obesogens inflame the body and harm the mitochondria, the body's source of energy. It's not just obesity that's a concern. These chemicals have been linked to everything from asthma, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, breast cancer, type 2 diabetes, altered reproductive development, and male fertility issues. In my number one best-selling book, Food Sanity, How to Eat in a World of Fads and Fiction, I devote an entire section on how you can protect yourself from these chemicals. I'm going to share a few of them with you today. The first one I'm going to talk about is biosphenol A. It's BPA, and this is used in plastics for food and drink storage. And what happens is BPA mimics estrogen when we put it in our body, and it's been associated with an impaired reproductive function. It's classified as an obesogen because it produces fat cell growth. In a study published by the International Journal of Obesity, they proved that BPA increases fat accumulation. 
BPA is used to make plastic water bottles, food containers, and it can even be found in the lining of soup and soda cans. I'll share another place you may not expect to find this chemical. BPAs in thermal paper items, including grocery store and ATM receipts. It's also in cinema tickets and airline tickets. After you go grocery shopping and that cashier hands you the receipt... Ask him to please put it in the bag. Don't touch it. And if you do touch it, wash your hands. These receipts contain free BPA, which means it's looser. That means it's easier absorbed in the body than the BPA that's embedded in hard plastic. And as I mentioned, so if you do touch it, wash your hands or, or um, you know, I always just touch maybe between my, my finger, I'll just tap a little bit and put it in the bag so I don't touch it with my whole hand. And if you do touch it and, and, and touch your money, don't put it in your wallet because what happens is that this BPA can contaminate money. So you re-expose yourself. Another chemical you want to watch out for is called phthalates, also called plasticizers. These are a group of chemicals used to make plastics more flexible and harder to break. These obesogens, they're found also in dairy products due to the plastic tubing used to milk cows. They can also show up in shampoo, cosmetics, hairspray, deodorant, nail polish, even in your shower curtain. That's right. Your shower curtain could be the reason you can't lose weight. So for those of you, think about it. You're exercising, you're eating healthfully, you're eating organic, non-GMO, everything, doing everything right, but you're struggling with your weight. Get rid of your plastic shower curtain it could be causing this fat that you can't get rid of. When the hot water hits this plastic, what happens is you breathe in the steam, you're absorbing these phthalates. This can cause fat accumulation in the body. Who knew? Shower curtain could be making you fat. Get rid of the shower curtain. Get phthalate free. Uh, and by the way, you can get that at Bed Bath & Beyond or on Amazon. And let me spell that for you. It's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. Phthalate-free shower curtain. They're available. Not expensive. Another proactive step you can take to avoid BPA and phthalates is go to EWG.org. That's the Environmental Working Group, and they've got a database that lists products containing these obesogens. And their searchable database gives you access to 16,000 processed foods and drinks that are packed in materials containing phthalates and BPA. It's a great resource. They also have an extensive list of chemical-free skincare products. Another way you can ensure that your skincare products don't have phthalates is look at the label and see if you see CERT Clean on that label, and that stands for Certified Clean. Another great tidbit I'll share, when you're out shopping, always look for products labeled BPA-free and stay clear of plastic containers with the numbers 7 or 3 on the bottom. So instead, you want to look for numbers 2, 4, and 5 inside that recycle emblem. That means that they're BPA and phthalate-free. Those are okay. So easy way to remember this. Ready? Seven or three, it's not for me. If you see seven or three, it's not for you. Don't buy the product. And one final product I'll share that contains phthalates is air fresheners. Yes, those things that you spray to make it all smell so holiday festive and smell like clean linen. Guess what? They've got these phthalates in them. And using these sprays can lower your metabolism there and also increase your weight gain. So avoid those. So instead, what you want to do is go for natural essential oils or boil some orange or lemon peels in water on the stove. That's going to freshen that air up without causing you to inhale those toxic chemicals. So get rid of those air purifier sprays. 
Uh, next chemical I'll share with you <clears throat> that could be sabotaging your weight is called PFOA. That's perfluorooctanoic acid. Now, that's a mouthful to say, but it's literally a mouthful if you're cooking on nonstick cookware. PFOA is also found in microwavable popcorn bags. It's used to make grease-resistant fast food containers. So actually think about it. It may not be the greasy hamburgers and french fries making you gain weight, but the obesogen-producing chemicals in the wrapper that's getting into the food. You know, I'm not a fan of fast food restaurants, but, you know, if you eat there, tell them you're allergic to the chemical used in the container and ask them to wrap your sandwich in a paper towel. Most will oblige because they don't want to contribute to causing an allergic reaction. PFOA, and think of all the other, it's a broad category called PFAS, and that's kind of the broader category. None of these are water-soluble, and what that means is they don't break down, and they're often referred to as forever chemicals, because once they enter the body, it's very, very difficult to get them out. Sadly, these chemicals have been detected in the blood of more than 98% of the general U.S. population. That's a lot of people. These perfluorinated chemicals, they're considered obesogens because they're endocrine disruptors that's been linked to obesity. So they do, 98% of these, no wonder we're so obese. Good grief, it's 98% of the population. Other negative effects is not just the weight. PFOAs include uh, side effects would be thyroid disease, not good, kidney disease, high blood pressure, and various cancers. This stuff is toxic, folks. You don't want to put it in your body. And you can reduce your exposure to these chemicals a few ways. One is throw away those pots and pans that are coated with this nonstick material. Instead, go with ceramic, stainless steel, cast iron, tempered glass, or stone cookware. Those are okay. And you want to eat air popcorn or cook it on the stove. PFOA is also found in the municipal water supply. And if you've not listened to my segment called What's in Your Water, I highly recommend listening to this podcast. You can find it at toyourgoodhealthradio.com, radiomd.com, or any of the leading podcast networks. To avoid drinking PFOAs, make sure you get reverse osmosis filter at your house. They're not that expensive. The one that I use cost me less than 200 bucks. Reverse osmosis is truly the only type of water filter that I trust to remove these toxic perfluorinated chemicals. Now, when it comes to animal foods, the two biggest obesogens are hormones and antibiotics. You know, there's an old saying out there, we've all heard it, you are what you eat, right? You've heard it? Well, that's true. But you're also what your meat eats. So you are what your meat eats. This includes the estrogen, the progesterone, and testosterone that's being used to increase the weight of cattle. When you eat the cattle, guess what happens? These same substances can also increase your weight. And there was a study published in the International Journal of Obesity found that the use of steroid hormones in meat production and on dairy farms could be a leading cause of obesity in humans. Then there's of the antibiotics used in chicken and farm-raised fish to help them fight off infection. These antibiotics also aid in fattening up the fish and the chicken, 
and does the same thing when humans eat them. It fattens us up, which is why antibiotics are considered an obesogen we don't want to put in our body. To avoid consuming hormones and antibiotics in your food, look for USDA certified organic on the label. Now, let me warn you, some companies, they're not certified, but they claim they offer conditions comparable to organic and many products. You'll see this displayed. It said USDA process verified. It's a shield that they're paying for. They're paying to have that put on their product. Don't put any credibility on that if you see it on the label. It's not the same thing as being USDA certified organic. There is a difference. Don't be duped. You know, for two decades, I've interviewed experts with the hopes of bringing optimal health to you, my listeners, but unfortunately, that's not what happens. Guests contradict the previous expert, leaving everyone, including me, more confused. I mean, some tell us we should count calories, and others tell us to follow a keto diet, and of course, there's the paleo versus plant-based diet debate. We're told to turn left, then we're told to turn right, but there's one thing that almost every expert agrees on. Inflammation is the root cause of all disease. Even a lack of energy or difficulty sleeping could be from internal inflammation. All right, let's talk about plant-based foods. The two biggest obesogens found in fruits and veggies are herbicides and pesticides. You know, thanks to these pesky bugs that enjoy eating crops, many farmers, what they do is they spray pesticides on them to repel the insects. Weeds are another constant struggle for farmers, so it's herbicides to the rescue. And while adding these may solve their dilemma, it exposes consumers to some potentially toxic chemicals. Herbicides can disrupt normal cellular mitochondria function, and it's been shown to cause insulin resistance. And pesticides, they're linked to obesity, diabetes, and other morbidities. The Department of Agriculture data shows that the average American is exposed to 10 or more pesticides every day in their food and water. 90% of these are endocrine disruptors, which have been linked to obesity. These things are making us get fatter. So we, it's really not food. It's what we're doing to food. And you can minimize your exposure to these obesogens by buying local organic produce whenever possible. And at the grocery store, again, look for that certification. It says USDA certified organic on the label. If you see that, it ensures the product does not contain pesticides or herbicides. And one thing I want to address when it comes to struggles with weight have you noticed that losing weight and keeping it off is a lot more difficult after the age of 40? Well, the reason comes right back to these obesogens. Remember, they're also referred to as endocrine disruptors. And after the age of 40, what happens? Our hormone levels rapidly decline. This leaves us more susceptible to these synthetic estrogenic chemicals taking over. It's like a puppet. They puppeteer, they take over. And for females, that increases the risk of breast and thyroid cancer. And for men, these chemicals decrease our testosterone levels, lowers libido, creates man boobs, and increases the risk of prostate cancer. You know, we can't blame the normal loss of hormones as we age. Oh, it's just old age. I'm in my 40s and 50s. That's why I'm getting fat and can't get it off. No. Look at photos of your great-grandparents, and I want you to see if they were overweight when they were in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Or if you don't have those, go online, go to Google, and type in family portraits from the early 1900s. Tell you what, you're going to rarely see someone that's overweight in those photos. Then I want you to look at family portraits from today. It's tough to find anyone in those photos that are not overweight. You see, our great-grandparents 
They have the same DNA as we do, which makes up the building blocks of our hormone-producing organs. What they didn't have back then is the bombardment of endocrine disruptors, which affects our hormone receptors. That leads to weight gain that we're seeing today that we didn't have back then. You know, I get people, they ask me, says, Doc, should we eat like a gorilla and go plant-based or should we eat paleo and eat meat like our caveman ancestors did? And I say, neither. I think we should eat like our great-grandparents did back when food was pure. It didn't have Monsanto's pesticides or these added hormones and antibiotics and food coloring and all these chemical preservatives. See, we can't blame our food. It's what we're doing to our food that's causing so much sickness, so much weight gain, and even cancer. And you know, the biggest issue facing our nation right now is the obesity epidemic of children. In the United States, the percentage of children and adolescents affected by obesity has tripled since the 1970s. Today, one out of every three kids in the U.S. are overweight or obese. And one of the major causes of this obesity is an obesogen called high fructose corn syrup. And this is found in many food products and it can wreak havoc on children's insulin and appetite regulating hormones. And research published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation found children consuming high fructose drinks gained more visceral fat compared to the group drinking high glucose drinks. So in other words, high fructose corn syrup intake is more likely to create fat than regular white sugar. High fructose corn syrup, it's cheaper than sugar, so that's why it's more available thanks to the government's farm bill corn subsidies, and which is found in pretty much a lot of the foods and the beverages out there. So you might be saying, ah, I'll just keep my child away from high fructose corn syrup, right? In other words, high fructose corn syrup intake is more likely to create fat than regular white sugar. High fructose corn syrup, it's cheaper than sugar thanks to the government's farm bill corn subsidies which is why it's found in so many food and beverages. So you might just be saying, well, I'll just keep my child away from high fructose corn syrup. Well, it's not that easy. See, the food industry knows we're onto them. And so they hide this ingredient by using other names on the labels to fool consumers. So here's a few names I want you to watch out for on food labels. One is maize syrup, glucose syrup, tapioca syrup, isolated fructose, dahlia syrup, and crystalline sweetener. Oh, that one sounds just so scrumptious and innocent. Oh, just a little crystalline sweetener. Doesn't hurt a fly. Yeah, it's, don't be fooled, folks. All those names are how they hide high fructose corn syrup on the label. Those are high fructose corn syrup. So if you see those, stay away. It's not only linked to causing obesity, high fructose corn syrup can cause liver dysfunction, lead to type 2 diabetes, and attention dis- disorder, as, as a cancer, so many other things that it leads to stay away from it. In addition to being an obesogen, <clears throat> one-third of all high fructose corn syrup contains dangerous amounts of mercury. And as you know, mercury is toxic to the brain. So the kids are eating these sweet things, you know, with this high fructose corn syrup, and they're damaging their brain with mercury. So whether you're an adult or shopping for your child, avoid that high fructose corn syrup and those hidden names. And, you know, one defensive response that you're going to hear from the food industry is, oh, these containers and food items don't contain enough of these obesogen chemicals to warrant a concern. 
Actually, the hormonal system is easily disrupted by a minuscule amount of these chemicals. According to the Journal of Endocrinology, very low dose exposure, even in the parts per billion, can have major negative effects on the body. And remember, it's cumulative. These are called forever chemicals. They stay in the body. A lot of these are hard to, to get rid of once they're in there. So you can avoid these chemicals by just being more proactive. While the food we eat is a crucial part of our overall health, I talk about eating healthy. It's equally as important to pay attention to what's inside our food, wrapped around our food, and even the cookware we use to prepare our food on. Play detective. Read Labels. Learn where your food comes from. Don't be so trusting. This is how you can be prudent at safeguarding your well-being. Avoiding these chemicals could be the key to finally losing those unwanted pounds. You can learn more about obesogens by getting a copy of my book, Food Sanity, How to Eat in a World of Fads and Fiction. It's available everywhere books are sold, or you can go to foodsanity.com. And while there, be sure and get your free 92-page companion recipe ebook loaded with helpful food swaps and delicious recipes that I just didn't have room for when I wrote Food Sanity. That's foodsanity.com. And if you want to stay up to date with my latest articles, videos, and podcasts, go to Dr. David friedman.com and while there be sure and sign up for my free newsletter you'll get all the latest health news that you can use directly sent right to your inbox you can follow me on twitter and facebook at dr david friedman on instagram i'm at dr d friedman if you heard me share something today that could benefit somebody you know send them a link to this podcast it's available to you goodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com and check out our podcast library share these segments with friends family and co-workers and on social media this information is too important to keep to yourself sharing is caring you can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and itunes more to come stay tuned and stay well